Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, you know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. It's been a while. Uh, been a while. Had some ups and downs with the Mets team and we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, but before we do, let's go to a voicemail that I got from our good friend, Barry Newman, uh, my former co-host, and uh, he's got a comment on last night's game and some sad news in Mets Nation. So, Barry, take it away. Hey, Gary, it's Barry, still stunned by the events of last night's epic collapse with what I am sure led to an epic rant by you, especially when it came to Diaz. I cannot defend him, but will say that before last night's game, he had in his last three outings struck out six of the seven batters to face him and looked like he was getting back to his 2018 form. And for that matter, before his Sunday night meltdown, Familia was starting to look like the version of his 2015 pre-World Series campaign. Of course, none of that matters, as, like I said at the last roundtable, the proof would be in how they did in high-leverage situations, and the results speak for themselves. Also, there is nothing more to say about what happens to the Metsies in the Grom starts. The team is now an unfathomable 21-36 and 36 in the last 57 games he has started. However, as incredible as it seems, the Mets have been written off so many times, only to almost always bounce back, albeit maybe just enough to break your heart in the end. I, at least, am not ready to throw in the towel on them. On September 4, 1969, 50 years to this day, the Mets were exactly the same amount of games out of a playoff spot five as they are on this date, September 4, 2019, and we all know how that season turned out. The main reason for this calling is to acknowledge the passing of Rogelio Aponte, a huge Mets fan and the father of one of the great Mets fans and finest people I have ever known, Wilma. They were actually together this past Friday when he passed, and I believe it happened right after the Mets took the lead in that game, which of course was the game that ended that awful six-game losing streak at home. So at least Mr. Aponte got new witness one final wonderful moment with his amazing daughter and left this earth happy and in peace. 
Anyway, Gary, I will again try, as we all will, and as difficult as it is to keep the faith, stay very, very cautiously optimistic, and let's go Mets. And thank you, Barry, for that. And, of course, all of our condolences from here, everyone at Mets Musings, go out to the Aponte family on their loss. Kind of brings things into perspective. We are here to talk about the Mets, and uh, let's get to it. <sighs> Jekyll and Hyde, that's the best way to describe this team. I mean, go figure. They go on this uh, tremendous winning streak. They get back into the playoffs. Then Atlanta comes into their house, and they get swept. The Cubbies come in, they get swept. They go to play Philadelphia. They take two out of three in Philadelphia. Go to play the Nationals. Win the first game. Have a huge lead last night. Six runs. Bottom of the ninth. Should be an easy deal. They give it. They give it all back. Seven runs by the Nationals in the bottom of the ninth. The bullpen implodes. The topping on the cake was the Diaz three-run homer. This guy, look, I, 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 I'm even too tired to rant. I think, uh, but this guy's got to go. This guy's got to go. He has been a bum. I don't care that he was so terrific last year and he started to look good, as Barry said. And it's true, his last couple of outings were very good. But they were in a non-pressure situation. Familiar, same deal, non-pressure situation. Yet he imploded the other night. You've got to dump these guys and rebuild this bullpen from scratch. Some good signs have come up now. There are some guys there that are salvageable. But Diaz is not a closer. Not not in the National League. Maybe in the American League. But we got to get rid of this guy. And here's something else. They're winning. And then... All of a sudden, Cano gets healthy and they, they... See, I would have told Cano, shut it down for the year. We don't need you. They got Joe Panic. Joe Panic is playing a terrific second base. And he's hitting. He's hitting since he got to this team. And they shoved him in different lineup spots and he's been coming through. He had a home run last night. Big home run. What do you want to mess with that for now? So you reinstated Cano, where is he going to play? And I know what the, the Canoites are going to say. Well, you reinstated Nimmo. Where are he going to play? Well, we need an outfielder. Lagaris is good in spots. He's not an everyday ball player. Doesn't hit enough. Nimmo is a fire plug. And if you notice, he's doing exactly what he's done in the past now that he's healthy. He's been getting on base. He hit a home run last night. But why do you want to do a mess with this chemistry by bringing Cano back? 
I don't get it. He shouldn't be playing. He's not going to be playing much. He should not He should not be starting a game. Not at all. If they want him to play, then then give Alonzo a break at first base, let him play a game, man. Maybe give Panic a day off, let him play a game at second. Give Frazier a day off. Hey, Frazier's hitting too, so don't tell me he's a loss. And what do they do next year? Personally, I would sign Panic. Plays a good second base, solid player. He's hitting like he did a few years ago. Maybe to change the scenery, did him good coming home. He's playing some good ball. They won't do that, though. They'll let him walk because we've got old rusty hamstring uh, washed up Cano. And we got the, the other guy that came over with him in that stupid, awful deal, Diaz. I, I'm telling you, I'm maintaining. As bad as the Nolan Ryan deal, as bad as the other so Joey Foy deal. Joey Foy, yeah. This is the worst, I think, in Miss history. Without a doubt. Because of the magnitude of trading two number ones. That are progressing very nicely through the system. In Seattle. And we get two losers. Two guys that, by the way. Are part of taking our season down. One guy, Diaz in particular. It's taking our season down. And we're stuck with these guys. Well, definitely we're stuck with Cano. Diaz is not getting a lot of money. We may be able to move him. People will take a chance on him. We can fix him and all of this. I say move him. Only because he's got to be shell-shocked in New York now. So you know he's going to go somewhere and be great next year. But he's shell-shocked here. So what are you going to do? I mean, do you keep bringing him back? I don't know. I'm moving him. They should have sent him down to the minors early in the season when the minor leagues were in action to try to get his head straight. They didn't do it. Big mistake. Big mistake. But I'm not surprised. Where do they go from here? I don't know. This team's been so crazy. It's been up and down. But I believe now, I didn't look at the standings, but they're further out than they were a few, you know, when they started this big run. So they essentially picked up no ground. They got back into the race. But now they're, they're, they're so far back out of it. And it gets tougher now because there's less and less games. So we, they don't have that, that luxury. And I know Barry made the comparison with the 69 team. 
But I got to tell you, folks, this is not the 69 team. The pitching staff's not the same, not even close, especially the relief core. Not not the same. Not the same at all. And you can blame the offense, but look, last night they got 10 runs for, for DeGrom. He wasn't his sharpest, but he left with a lead. He had the lead. Uh, Lugo came in. Lugo should have went maybe another inning, in my estimation, and lose him for today. But you know what? I mean, the parade that came out after that was not good. Not good at all. And it was chip, chip, chip. And then they should have got uh, poor Seawald. I mean, he got an out. They should have got him out of there. Should have got him out of there when he when he after he got that out and was struggling. Uh, and then Diaz comes in and and it's just you knew it was over. I I knew they were gonna lose the game when when uh, I don't know he gave up a hit or a walk and they had two guys on and. It was ten to eight, and I said they're gonna lose this game now because Diaz in he he coughed up a three run homer. You knew it was over. You just knew. Sad to say, but you knew what it 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 was. Um, so not an epic rant, I don't think, is Barry thought. Uh, more of a sad rant. Um, but something's got to get done with this guy. I mean, really, something has to be done. They can't keep pushing him out there. Uh, you know, like I said, it's too bad. You can't send him to the minors. Send him to Arizona then in, in the offseason or something. I don't know, but this guy's lost everything. He's got nothing. And uh, the gopher balls have returned. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And be back right after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shopdaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. Okay, so uh, what is some of the other Mets news that uh, are going away? Let's just take uh, a look around. Uh, as I said, uh, Brandon Nimmo is back with the team as long as uh, as as well as that other guy, uh, Tomas Nito, back from his concussion. He is back with the big club. Played uh, last night. Uh, Wilson Ramos extends his hitting streak. He ties David Wright with 26 games. And uh, let's see. Uh, they 
like I said, uh, usually when you get the guys back in the lineup, should help. Uh, Nimmo did help. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Cano will be of any assistance at all. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? They made that outrageous trade and paying that ridiculous salary to a washed-up ball player. Uh, bit of news, uh, Jed Lowry heading to Brooklyn for more rehab games. I'll have more on that in a moment. Um, and I think that's that's about brings you up to date with all the news other than that crushing Lost last night, which is, you know, that's that's the kind of game that it's very hard to recover at any point in the year, but even more so at this time of year, because as I said, the um, the games are shorter. I mean, the season is short now. You don't have the uh, the amount of games left to make up. If this happened in June, you still had June, July, and August to make up. We don't have that now. And uh, it really it really did hurt last night. That was, this was a tough, tough um, loss to take. So, uh, we'll see. Um, the Mets did make a move in the front office as they're making shifts late this season. Uh, Bryn Alderson was named the director of pro scouting. He is the son of former GM Sandy Alderson, has served the assistant director of pro scouting since 2017, with the team parting ways with Jim DeAloa, uh, Alderson gets the promotion to director. Jeff LeBeau, the manager of pro scouting, was promoted to fill Alderson's spot as well. The Mets are also parting ways with Ruben Amaro Jr., who was a special assistant to Van Wagenen after coaching first base last season. Scouts Tim Kisner, Tim Fortugno, and Lee McPhail are also going to be let go, according to SNY's Andy Martino. So a shakeup in the scouting department. I don't know. I thought they did pretty good in the draft, so I don't know why they're shaking that up. Um, we, we'll see. See what this does. Uh You know, what what this does uh, to uh, everybody. So, so um, we had some late... Mi- oh, well, let's, let's just go right to down on the farm. <coughs> well, the season is essentially over for all except the Brooklyn Cyclones. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Cyclones. A ray of uh, sunshine... 
as uh, they won their McNamara division. They are now in the playoffs starting this evening against Hudson Valley, which is the wild card team. Those two teams tied for the best record in the league, but the Cyclones had the tiebreaker, so they won a division. Hudson Valley got in as the wild card. They will play each other in a best of three. Meanwhile, Lowell will play Batavia, I believe it was, for any other best of three. And then the winners of the two series play each other for the New York Penalty Championship. So let's uh, root on the Cyclones as they have a chance to take home a New York Pen League championship. It would be nice. It would be so nice. It's been such a long time. Um, first time in seven years, I believe, that they have made the playoffs. So good on them. Um, one thing I don't understand is that now with the minor leagues done, Jed Lowry wants more work. So he's going to go to Brooklyn and be in the playoffs. But why do you want to mess with the chemistry at this point? I, you know, I know the emphasis isn't on winning that title, but now the emphasis should be winning that title. Say, you know what? We're in the playoffs. Let's go for it. Let's not put somebody in there that, that hasn't been here all year. Who knows? He could get a home run or something that wins the title for them. I don't know. But I, my guess is he will be DHing. I don't think he'll be in the field much. Um, Number one pick for the Mets this past year, Brett Beatty, though, uh, has been with the team the last week or so and uh, had a couple of good games. So he is with the uh, Cyclones now, and um, that could mean we're not going to see much of him in Brooklyn, though. He may not be there next year. Uh, They might just move him to Port St. Lucie next season and you know kind of skip Brooklyn even though he did play um, some play um, some games with them maybe he will come back he's, he's played three games he's gone one for nine with four walks so he struggled a little bit so maybe we'll see him in Brooklyn that'd be pretty cool um, let's see uh before the uh, the season ended, Thomas Zapuki made uh, his debut with the Double uh, A Binghamton Rumble Ponies um, to get a little bit of experience at Double A ball. He was set back uh, slightly with, uh, of course, a. Um, Tommy John surgery. David Peterson is also with Binghamton. And uh, he's had a, a so-so year, but uh, okay, not bad. Uh, Shervin Newton ended the shortstop. He ended his season with Columbia. Uh, let's see. Matthew Allen, who was a, a, a highly talented guy this year. And uh, people thought he was going to go to college or ask too much money, and the Mets took a chance, and they actually were able to sign him for a lot less than everybody thought. He uh, he made his uh, showed up in Brooklyn as well. 
So uh, the uh, Mark Vientos, one of the, the big uh, names, and Ronnie Mauricio. Mauricio was with Colombia, ended the season with them, signed as an international free agent, hit 268, four home runs. Uh, Andres Jimenez ended the year with Binghamton. He hit 250 with Binghamton this season. And let's see, uh, Mark Vientos, we mentioned him. He's 19 years old. Sounds like he's been here forever. He was with Columbia as well. He had 255, 12 home runs, 62 RBI. Not too bad for a 19-year-old kid at uh, uh, A ball, but um, struggled a little bit towards the end of the year, but that's okay, you know. Um, Josh Wolf, right-handed pitcher, rookie level, Gulf Coast League. He had uh, tunings of scoreless ball in his last outing, and uh, he had a 3.38 ERA with nine hits allowed to 12 strikeouts, one walk over eight innings in five starts. Uh, they don't throw a lot. So, Franklin Klonomi, Klonomi, Rehabbing from Tommy John surgery, he's going to return in 2020. He came in the Struble Cabrera deal, and it looks like he will probably uh, go right to Binghamton when he does come back. A little bit of an older guy, and that's the the minor league report. So. Um, What do we have? Well, we got a lot of a mess right now. This afternoon's game, as I record this, it's just beginning. Uh, it will be on YouTube, and uh, it's a big game. There's no two ways about it. Can they bounce back from it? We will see. Um it doesn't get any easier. They still got to play Philadelphia again. They've got the Nationals. I believe they got the Cubs again. I'm trying to find a schedule, but uh, you know what? I'm starting to ramble, and that's not never, never a good thing. So let's just hope they can get it back together and get back in to the race. Um, still got a couple of weeks in September. Very slim shot, but uh, still a shot. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to uh, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to or watch the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. That helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. And until next time, remember, keep the faith. Stay overly cautious and optimistic. And let's go Mets. I'll see you the next time on another edition of Mets Music.